Hi, I'm Gregory Dickow, and thanks for joining me on today's podcast. If you're one of our regular listeners, thank you for your continued journey with me. My prayer is that each and every message touches your heart and helps you encounter the real Jesus and rise to your true worth and purpose. Now, we release new messages every single week available to everyone in the world for absolutely free. And the reason we can do that is because we have precious people who give generously and sacrificially each and every week. If you're a regular giver, I'm truly thankful for you. I can't thank you enough, in fact. And if you haven't taken that step yet, I want to invite you to join us today. Simply visit lifechangerschurch.com slash give. That's lifechangerschurch.com slash give to make a one-time gift or even better yet, become a recurring giver here at Life Changers. Finally, I hope today's message truly encourages you, builds you up, and reveals to you how powerful you really are. Enjoy and God bless. Welcome to Life Changers International Church, and we've created a new format to get right to God's word with you and to pray together and believe God together that we're going to meet with heaven and earth. We're going to meet together and experience the power of God. Are you ready for this? All right, let's pray together. Father, I thank you for every person connected here right now, that there is no distance and space between you and us. There is no distance between heaven and earth. We are connected. We are supernaturally connected to your spirit, to your power, to one another. We thank you for the new wine that's in the cluster through our connection, through our covenant. We have a covenant with you and with each other to experience your power, your promises. I pray for healings today, Father. I pray for miracles today. I pray for every person who needs a breakthrough. I pray for their breakthrough today. You said, if two shall agree about anything to ask, it shall be done by my Father who's in heaven. And we agree together in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's get right into today's teaching. And I want to talk to you about how you and I are builders. God created us to be builders. And I'm going to talk about several things that God created you to build. We'll start with at least one of them today. Maybe we'll get into more. But I want to start in Hebrews chapter three, verse four, where God says, for every house is built by someone. But the builder of all things is God. Every house is built by someone. But the builder of all things is God. I want to encourage you about two things here. Number one, Your life is like a house and God is the builder of your house. And number two, God is a builder. And because we are made in his image, we are called to be builders, too. And what is it that God is building? He's building you and he's building me and he's building us together into the church. How do we know that? Because in Matthew, chapter 16, verse 17, Jesus replied to Peter and he said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who's in heaven revealed this to you. And you see, when Peter said you are the Christ, the son of the living God, Jesus said that is a revelation that only God could have revealed to you. Only my father in heaven could have revealed this to you. And I'm going to build my church upon that revelation. He said, I tell you that you are Peter, a little stone. But upon this rock, this bedrock, this big rock, I will build my church. Peter is one of the living stones that are to be a part of the bedrock. And you and I are living stones, too. And I'll get to that in a moment. But Jesus goes on to say, and upon this rock, this revelation that Jesus is the Christ upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell 
will not prevail against it. Boy, I love that verse. He says the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. You know, the gates of hell can prevail against governments. The gates of hell can prevail against humans. The gates of hell can prevail against whatever man builds. But the gates of hell cannot prevail against what God builds. And God's building you and me into his church. And incidentally, while he's doing that, he also gives us this power in verse 19, where he says, and I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That is authority and power. God's building the church and he's building you and me together into his church, which is the bride of Christ, the body of Christ and the bride of Christ. And God is also giving us the authority to be the expression of heaven on earth and to speak forth the things that heaven intends into this earth. And whatever we forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. We, we have the power to bind and we have the power to loose. We have the power to forbid things and we have the power to permit things. In fact, let's pray together for our world right now, because we have the power to bind the forces of darkness in the name of Jesus, we take authority over the forces of darkness that are trying to blind the minds of our family members and blind the minds of our cities and blind the minds of our nations. In the name of Jesus, we declare peace, peace where there is war. We declare family salvations over every family member. We speak to the forces of darkness and we say, take your hands off of God's people. Take your hands off of our family members. Take your hands off of our church members. Take your hands off of all of those who are connected to us in Jesus name. Amen. Now, listen, everyone is created and called by God to build his family, to build God's kingdom, to build God's church. I want you to follow along with me on these verses now for a moment. Noah was called to build an ark and then he was called to build an altar in Genesis chapter eight, verse 20. Noah built an altar to the Lord and made a sacrifice there. An altar is so important. We're going to go through several people who built altars because that's what God is building us into as well. But an altar, what is the meaning of the word altar? It is the place where divine and human worlds interact. It's the place where divine and human worlds interact. It's the place of exchange. It's the place where God meets man where God makes the sacrifice through Jesus Christ so that we can come together and meet with God. You know what we're doing right now? We are meeting with God. And who is our sacrifice? Jesus is our sacrifice, which has connected heaven and earth so that we can meet with God. You know, you are meeting with God right now and he's in your life right now and he's in your room. He's in your kitchen, wherever you're watching right now, he is with you and we're meeting together with him. We're fellowshipping with God and with one another. We are not just physical people. We are a spiritual force on this earth that the gates of hell cannot prevail against. That's why we need to stick together. That's why we need to connect together every week and every time we have opportunity to connect together and be the force that the gates of hell cannot prevail against. 
by being the church. Jesus is the head and we're his body. Jesus is the bridegroom and we're the bride. It's all about relationship. Now, let's go through these scriptures. So in Genesis eight, verse 20, God called Noah to build an altar in Genesis 12, verse seven. God called Abraham to build an altar. God called Isaac to build an altar in Genesis 26, verse 25. God called Jacob in Genesis 33, verse third, verse 20 to build an altar. God called Moses to build an altar in Exodus 17, 15. God called Joshua to build an altar in Joshua eight, verse 30. He called the Israelites to build an altar in Exodus chapter 20, verse 24. He called Gideon to build an altar in Judges chapter six, verse 24. Manoah to build an altar in Judges 13, verse 19 and 20. Samuel to build an altar in first Samuel seven, verse 17. David to Saul to build an altar in first Samuel 14, 35. David to build an altar in first Samuel chapter 15 as well. Elijah, God called to build an altar in first Kings chapter 18. Ahaz, God called to build an altar in second Kings chapter 16 and the returned exiles from Israel were called to build an altar in Ezra chapter three, verse two and three. Remember the altar represents the church. The altar is the church the place where divine and human worlds interact. And because Jesus said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Because of that, you can have confidence today that whatever hell is trying to bring against you, it can't prevail against you because you are a part of the church, the body of Christ and the bride of Christ. You see, Jesus calls us his bride as well. He's the head of the church. He's the bridegroom of the bride. And as individual believers and as the church, we have this intimate relationship with Jesus. And this is a relationship that is closer than any earthly relationship between any husband and wife. This is more close than that. In fact, marriage was simply meant to be a picture of the greater marriage that would be between Jesus and us, his church. And as a part of his church, we're a part of something that is not fully complete without us. You are a part of something that is not fully complete without me. And I'm a part of something that is not fully complete without you, because each one of us are living stones that are to be a part of the body of Christ, his great church. It says in first Peter, let me read this verse to you in first Peter, chapter two, verse five. You also as lively living stones, you are built up into a spiritual house. Listen to what he says. Each of us, he says, you are living stones built up, built up into what? A spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. The sacrifice we're offering to God is the sacrifice of Jesus. You see, God created us to be built together and he created us to be builders. You know, you're a builder. And when you see that, it's going to cause you to make different decisions in your life. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 14, verse one, that the wise woman builds her house, but the foolish tears it down with her own hands. The wise woman builds a house. You know who he's talking about there? He's talking about us, the church. We're the wise woman 
who are who is the church, the bride of Christ. When Jesus was on the cross, they put a they pierced his side and out came both blood and water. And that's when the church was born, just like when God took Eve out of Adam's side. God took us out of Jesus side when he was on the cross. It's a beautiful parallel. It's a beautiful analogy. And thank God it's real. And I want you to know that he says a wise woman builds her house, but a foolish one tears it down with her own hands. Now, what's the difference between wisdom and foolishness? Here's the difference. Remember what Jesus said in Luke chapter six, Matthew chapter seven, he said the the wise man builds his house upon the rock. He hears the word of God and acts according to it. But the foolish one hears the word of God and does not act according to it. You see, the difference between wisdom and foolishness is very it's a, is a very slim difference. And what is that difference? Both people, the wise and the foolish, they hear the word of God. But the difference between the wise and the foolish is the wise one builds upon the rock by being a doer. You know, you're a doer, you're a builder. You're not just a hearer only that says, oh, yeah, I hear heard that. But you're someone you're someone who acts upon the word of God. And when you act upon it, you're building your life into something that the when the winds come and the storms beat against your life, it will not fall. It will not fail because it's built on something bigger than whatever's going on in the world. It's built upon something stronger than anything man can build. It's built upon the living word of God. Now, listen, each one of us, we're called builders by God. We're called sons and daughters. And, you know, the word son actually is translated as the word builder. You see, sons and daughters of God, they build foolish children, tear down sons and daughters, build up. Boy, if we could just recognize that we have the power to build God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. How do we do that? Well, first, we're called to build ourselves upon the word of God's grace. So as a builder, we have to make sure that we're living in the grace of God. We have to really build our spiritual life, not upon our religion, not upon our performance, not upon how hard we try. We have to build our lives upon the grace of God, build our spiritual life upon the grace. What is the grace of God? Acts chapter 20, verse 32 says something very powerful. He says, now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among those that are sanctified. The word of God's grace builds you up. You know, the word of condemnation and shame and guilt, it tears you down. But the word of God's grace, it builds you up. That's why we need to keep preaching the grace of God to any pastors that are watching, to any preachers that are watching. Preach grace. You want to experience growth in your church? Preach grace. You want to experience joy in church? Preach grace. You want to experience wisdom in your church? Preach grace. You want to experience revival in your church? Preach grace. If you want to experience salvation and family household salvations, preach the grace of God. Woo. What's the grace of God? I like to use the acronym G.R.A.C.E. What is grace? It's God's riches at Christ's expense. G.R.A.C.E. God's riches at Christ's expense. Think about this verse in Romans 8:32. for he who gave his own son, but 
refused to hold him back. He did not withhold his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not also with him freely give us all things? This is the grace of God, where Jesus freely, where God freely gives us all things. If he gave us his son, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not also with him freely give us all things? You see, the grace of God is God's riches at Christ's expense. Now, the grace of God is several more things in addition to that. But I'm going to save those for next time because we have put together a new format for you and me to connect together and to get right into the word of God and to get right into prayer and get right into the power of God. So I want to pray for you right now. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ into your life, let's pray together. Pray this with me out loud. Say this, Heavenly Father, I invite Jesus Christ into my life as my Savior. I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that Jesus died for my sin. Come on, say this out loud. I believe Jesus rose from the dead. From this moment forward, I'm a child of God. In Jesus, in Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, I've got a gift for you. This book is called The Power of a New Life. It's yours absolutely free. You can download it anywhere in the world and go to our website, lifechangerschurch.com slash salvation. And you, and you can download this book anywhere in the world. Absolutely free. It's a Bible study, the power of a new life. It's the next steps in this journey with God. Hey, I'm so excited to, to be together with you and I can't wait to see you at our next service. So meet me there. And if you need prayer in between then and now, now and then call us, reach out to us somehow. Reach out to me and I will get back to you in Jesus name. God bless. Well, thank you again so much for joining me today on the podcast. I'm praying that God is using this message to speak to you today. And I want to encourage you right now, if Life Changers is one of the platforms from which you're growing spiritually and you feel blessed and empowered by the content here, I want to ask you to go to lifechangerschurch.com slash give and become one of the givers, one of the people that is changing lives with me around the world. Become a greater part of what God is doing. Become a part of something bigger than just you or bigger than just me, what God is doing around the world through this ministry. You can give a one-time gift or become a recurring giver. Remember, the church is not a place, it's a people. Let's work together as the church to bring more people into the family of God. Go to lifechangerschurch.com slash give to give or click the link in the description. And thank you in advance. Remember, God's not mad at you. He is mad about you. He's in love with you and he is on your side. God bless.